presented by Blackstone. Hey, good morning, playbookers. I'm Rogu Munavalin. It's Monday. Reconciliation, the Pact Act, and a couple of key primaries this week. We'll tell you what to watch for. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. This week, the build-up launched a whole lot of Joe Manchin Sunday show hits. will be front and center as Democrats get ready to defend the reconciliation bill as it's parsed by the Senate parliamentarian and gets teed up for a floor vote. But there are still a couple of hurdles left. Hurdle number one, the Senate parliamentarian will go through the bill text with a fine-tooth comb, flagging any provision that doesn't meet the stringent rules of what's allowed within the scope of the reconciliation process. Aides to top Senate Democrats feel that momentum is on their side, but expect the legislation might see some minor changes. Hurdle number two, it's still unclear whether Senator Kirsten Sinema supports the bill. The Arizona Democrat was left out of the hush-hush negotiations between Manchin and Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, and per Politico's Burgess Everett was, quote, caught completely off guard by its announcement, particularly the inclusion of a provision narrowing the so-called carried interest loophole, which brings in $14 billion of the bill's $739 billion in new revenues. Cinema had no new public comments on Sunday. On Sunday night, a senior Democrat on the Hill told Playbook that, quote, Schumer told the caucus to plan to be available this coming weekend to finish the bill, if need be, and nothing has changed on that front. Last week, Senate Republicans blocked the passage of the PACT Act, which would expand health care access to veterans exposed to burn pits. Their opposition, ostensibly because they wanted to vote on an amendment offered by Senator Pat Toomey, but difficult to divorce from the broader context of Democrats' breakthrough on reconciliation talks, has spurred swift and widespread backlash, with veterans and advocates for the bill torching senators in viral condemnations and TV hits. Now, Schumer expects to bring the bill back to the floor this week. Asked about the Toomey Amendment, Schumer said he'd give the Pennsylvania Republican, quote, a right to bring his amendment to the floor and try to get the votes for it. Toomey said Sunday that if his amendment passes, he would support the larger bill. It's a big week for primaries, and to break down a couple of the races we're watching in Arizona and Missouri Down, Politico's Senate campaigns reporter Natalie Allison is here. Natalie, how's it going? How are you? It's going great. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Thanks for asking. Um, so let's start with Arizona. And it seems that Blake Masters is the presumptive favorite for um, in the GOP Senate race. Um, what do you know about it? What's going on? So Blake Masters surged to the front of the pack in the Republican primary in Arizona um, sometime in June, late June, after receiving the Trump endorsement June 2nd. So for much of this primary campaign in Arizona, he was he was in third place. He was behind uh, the state's attorney general, Mark Brnovich, who Trump had a couple months ago come out and said he absolutely would not endorse because mm-hmm. he wasn't happy with um, what he said, you know, Mark Burnridge wasn't doing enough to overturn the elections. Um, Jim Lehman, he is a solar power executive in the state who has put so far at least $15 million of his own money into the race. Um, he was in the lead for a bit too. And then this Trump endorsement um, helped Blake Masters, of course, along with Peter Thiel's $15 million to a super PAC he's given, um, helped Blake Masters really surge to the front. And right now he has a pretty decisive lead and it seems like he's the clear favorite to win on Tuesday. Let's turn to Missouri. Um, the last place we left off when it came to this race was Eric Greitens was dealing with allegations from his ex-wife about domestic abuse. It had been unclear about who Trump would endorse in the race. What do you know about what's happening there? 
Yeah, well, Eric Reams is still dealing with allegations from his ex-wife about domestic abuse. Allegations with, that have basically been blanketed over the airwaves to the tune of uh, six plus million dollars mm-hmm. as of last week by an antique right and super PAC. And, and those those commercials, those ads have really... Um, really taken away Eric Greitens' lead. So uh, another candidate in the race, Eric Schmidt, is the Missouri Attorney General. He has surged to first place in that race. And in a way, depending on which poll you look at, um, some people would say it, it's it's merely a two-way race between Eric Schmidt and Vicki Hartzler. She's mm-hmm. a congresswoman from that state. Um, others might say that it's still a three-way race with Greitens, but a number of recent polls have shown Brighton's falling to a pretty decent third place. Um, and those those ads that have been on the air the last month have really, really done a number on his campaign. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about the Arizona race, because I know that for the GOP, um, the Arizona uh, Senate race is kind of a key battle against uh, Mark Kelly. Um, it seems important that they get that one right. Yeah, Arizona is a crucial state for Democrats to defend in order to, to maintain a very narrow majority in the Senate and, and for Republicans to try to pick up. So this is one of kind of the top four battleground states of the fight for control of the Senate this year. And so whoever wins this Republican nomination is going to be someone who is in a really tough race this fall. That yes, it is a favorable environment for Republicans, but Mark Kelly has been, you know, running a pretty solid campaign mm-hmm. and he has been spending money, portraying himself very favorably on TV while the Republicans in this race have had to spend months fighting it out. So this race is very consequential. Whoever wins this primary on Tuesday will be in a really major election this fall. Politico's Natalie Allison. Uh, Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. President Joe Biden is back in isolation after rebound COVID. At 10 a.m., Vice President Kamala Harris will depart D.C. to head to Miami, Florida. There, she'll receive a climate briefing at the National Hurricane Center. And at 4.05, Harris will deliver remarks on the administration's climate efforts at Florida International University. At 6 p.m., Harris will depart Miami to return back to D.C. Press Secretary Green Jean-Pierre will brief at 1.45 p.m. The Senate will meet at 3 p.m. to take up Elizabeth Haynes' judicial nomination with a cloture vote at 5.30. The House is out today. A couple other things to circle on your calendar this week. Today, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi lands in Singapore. On Wednesday, the OPEC Plus Coalition meets to discuss whether to boost production goals for September, with important implications for gas prices headed into the home stretch of the midterms. On Thursday, new trade deficit numbers will drop. Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban speaks at CPAC Texas. And on Friday, the Labor Department releases July job numbers. All right, for more news, what's happening in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Rogu Munavalan. Have a good week. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. What does it mean to invest? At Blackstone, investing is about more than just capital. It's backing visionary entrepreneurs and business leaders accelerating the growth of their companies, even helping one achieve her mission of empowering women, supporting scientists discovering life-saving treatments by investing in research and building better labs, and helping companies reduce emissions to create a more sustainable future. At Blackstone, investing is about accelerating growth for good. Visit blackstone.com learn more.